you a woman searching for purpose and success? A housewife? Maybe a single mother? You're in the right place. Welcome to Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Ms. Lisa Nobles. Activate. Motivate. Inspire. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast. I am Miss Lisa Nobles, your hostess, and I am so excited and elated to have you joining with me today. Speaking of today, our topic will consist of, even through the storm, a mom's faith amid adversity. I have a very important guest joining me today for this special empowerment segment at the Savvy Speaks Roundtable. This segment is dedicated to single mothers or parents who have who are faced with challenges or adversities and really to anyone of course but specifically I want to target the single moms or the parents because I know as a former single mom that we face so many different challenges and this story is set designed to set to inspire and empower others let me tell you let's give a warm welcome to our guest queen Philandra Stovall and author of or the author of even through the storm a mom's faith at mid adversity who is sharing her journey about how to handle struggles as a single mother during adversity specifically of course family the title of this book is our subject even through the storm a mom's faith at mid adversity and allow me to share before the guest takes the platform her book is authentic it's vulnerable and a genuine love between a mother and a child our children it shares a love and a passion for God and her relationship with her family as well as her heavenly father this book is a must read I read it within a few hours. It's short and sweet. It's to the point. It's filled with adventure and with the challenges. Thereby, it shares a raw, authentic viewpoint between a single mom and her children's father. Family, get excited about this book. Welcome, Philandris, to the Savvy Speaks Roundtable. Family, again, our focus today is even through the storm and mom's faith amid adversity. Philandris, welcome again and tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you for coming thank you for having me yes oh thank you um first time author singer songwriter professional um actress model um forensic science major uh mother single mother of two um Mm -hmm. um, medical transcriptionist Mm -hmm. and and the list continues on I love that. I love that. We, we all know that we all at any given time, whether you're a single parent or single mom or not, we have to wear different hats and and responsibilities. So I admire that about your journey. So again, family, are you ready? Let's talk about it. Philandris is the author of Even Through the Storm, A Mom's Faith Amid Adversity. All right, Philandris, let's jump right in. In your book, you stated that you under eat. Can you tell the audience a little little bit about that statement and why that was so important Um, to you you know just being focused on whatever I have going on and a lot of people they just have this one you know track mind and thinking like overeating is is bad for you Mm -hmm. and you know being greedy but um also under eating and not eating properly is bad for you as well um Mm -hmm. so I I wanted to make sure I, I put that out there 
I love that. It, you know, a lot of people have different, yeah, they have different views or stigmatiz- stigmatizations of people who overeat or even others that undereat. And we talk about a lot of disorders or different things in the world and society. And I think that that's in- important that you introduce that in your book because we can have, we can develop certain prejudices toward people who do have this, who are not able to control their eating or undereat. You know, for me, as I shared earlier, you know, I overeat because I'm emotional. And sometimes, you know, you have to catch yourself from feeling that void. And as you said, people will label you as greedy or selfish. And and I think that's almost Mm -hmm. insensitive because they're not relating to the emotions um, that often accompany people who are viewed different. Are, are from the status uh-huh. quo. So great. Thank you for sharing that. Of course, my degree is in um, behavioral, applied behavioral science psychology. What did the actual signs oh. of your, yeah, what did the actual signs of your son, when did that first occur? I know that's kind of two twofold questions. Um, it's fine. <laughs> I, I believe the first actual signs came when we were um, living in Florida for um, that little time. And when the, um, I, I put in my book, um, the childcare that he was going to at the time called me mm-hmm. and, you know, asked me to come pick him up because he was running a fever. Right. But the fever then only lasted for, you know, a few days. And then after that, I saw no signs of fever and he wasn't even sick then. It was just a fever. Right. <laughs> he, he showed no signs of like cold, flu, any of that. And then after that, the, the, like I said, the fever stopped right. and I didn't see it again. He started running fever again. Um, and like for days, you know, again mm-hmm. in November, um, of 2012, he started running fever again and again with no signs of fever, right. you know, cold, right. and <clears throat> I took him to his pediatrician first and, the uh the pediatrician gave him the you know the the you know the regular go to <laughs> antibody. Mm-hmm. He didn't check mm-hmm. him thoroughly, which I've also stated in my book and I ended up taking him to the emergency room and that's where um the doctor he, he kinda looked at him and he he um he could kinda tell, you know, something right. serious going on and they flew him to well, they didn't fly him, we um took an ambulance to um, Jackson, Mississippi, and that's right. where he was diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Now, in your book, you is really a unique concept of what you did with your book titles. Can you tell us a little bit mm-hmm. your thirty about those those um, chapters and how they relate to your titles? Okay, the the significance behind you know my chapter titles. Um, you know, there there are different <clears throat> storms, different types of storms, mm-hmm. and um. Each storm is created with many layers. Right. And, you know, all those storms, you know, they may seem to be harsh. All of them are not, you know, meant to harm us. Right. You know, the the storms of life are, you know, correcting, perfecting, and protecting us, you know, for our destiny and Mm -hmm. and purpose. And so that's the significance behind the title. Okay. And uh, relating to the book. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. I really particularly like the chapter that the title is Hell, Hell, Hell. I really like that yes. because, yeah, <laughs> because like you're saying, it's really a two, I don't want to take up your time, but it's really a twofold type of when you look right. at it, it, it's twofold. You did go through some hell, 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 and then it, it you can picture hell, hell, hell from the storm, but yet you made it through. So why did you decide, yeah. um, and so during your storm and after your son was released from the hospital, we're going to jump into further into your story. You received several mm-hmm. blessings. And this is something that I, I, I really wanted the audience to resonate with in that time in which you knew that God rewarded you. You, you, you got a lot of rewards from God. And you talked about that because of you and your family faithfulness. It, you were trying, how was it, how was it to keep your faith intact? Cause you give a lot of credit to God. How was it to keep that faith intact during that time? Um, I wanted to show how God is, is not, even in, it's in, even in his word, he says that he is not a respecter of person, right? but he is a respecter of faith. Yes. So I wanted to show um, put out there, you know, how people need to, it's, it's not about who you are, what you mm-hmm. have, and all that. He is it, having trust in him no matter the, you know, the situation and circumstances. So right. um, trust God no matter what uh, you are facing. And the, and he, he sees your heart. And right. you have to you have to keep speaking that positive. Uh, it's 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 not easy. Like you, it's right. like a reminder. Like you ha- you have to keep speaking, speaking you know that positive out there to right. maintain your faith to be you know that high. Um, you have to keep you know positive going in one ear and out the other ear. Every right. time you think of saying something negative, you gotta you gotta speak it out and like no. I will overcome this. This is will happen. Like you have to, you have to say that, right. say it like it, it's already done. Like right. you, you have to speak it now, um, you know, in order so you know, for it to manifest. So that, that was very important to me to put that out there. Awesome. I love that. I yeah. love that. And your children's father during this time, we're going to get to that is, mm-hmm. is my next thought. But let me let me say this. You were saying that it's important to speak it into existence. And all through your book, mm-hmm. you definitely did that. So this is not something she's just saying. She definitely demonstrated. She demonstrates this during in her book. So how important is that for someone to even not just even through their struggles? What about their success? to continue to speak into existence our purpose for our lives, especially having that relationship with God. You said, how is it important? How important is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 I think you need to do it on a daily without ceasing type of importance right. because the enemy, <laughs> the enemy is always on it. Yes. Uh, willing to attack at any time be always aware and alert um maintain your focus but stay on a prayer and alert mode <laughs> i love time. that i love uh-huh. that <laughs> yes. no in the bible in yes. the bible speaks to that you're absolutely right i love that mm-hmm. i love that so your children's mm-hmm. father we're going to move on into that yes. next concept because mm-hmm. i thought this was really interesting your children's father during the first time he was in the baby uh, was in icu experience and he was experiencing that first round of hospitalization he didn't show mm-hmm. up. 
How did that make you <laughs> feel? And yet you still, again, you never lost hope. You still demonstrated that strong relationship with God. How did that really make you feel? Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. At, at first, you know, I, you know, I put in a book. I was like, yes. you don't show mm-hmm. up. It's, it's me and him. It's yes, him. <laughs> yes, yes. But, but you know, with the reality of the situation, um, you have to understand where people. Every, everybody don't have the same. And I, I'm actually going through this right now with somebody right now. Right. You have to understand uh-huh. everybody' mindset is not yours, and everybody right. was not raised like you. Right. So um, you have to understand where they are in their life and he um I don't, I don't know where he is now but right uh he was not then at a point you know in his life where he could fully grasp <clears throat> and understand mm-hmm. um what was going on his, right. the maturity level was not there and so um I, i'm an understanding person so it's and I, and I couldn't focus on what he was not doing i, right. I, I i'm not you know, I couldn't be my son's daddy. I had to continue right. to be his mom, and that's where my strength came from. Yeah, that's where my strength came from. I had to continue to maintain focus and allow right. God to, um, you know, give me strength to do what I need to do as right. his mother. Right. And that's mm-hmm. what I love about your story. And that's why I said, <laughs> be, you know, tell your your authentic feeling because she definitely put that in the book. And I think that that's important because a lot of us avoid our, our feelings. And, and, and speaking of, you said you were kind of going through something similar. What is what is your expertise or or what would you love to share about dating? You know, you were going through, you know, you, you know, you have your baby who's ill, you, you know, baby daddy is not, you know, kind of participating as he should. Tell me a little bit about dating and, and how that even now, uh, how that affects you now and, and what should um, someone look towards for doing that. Um. Well, when it comes to dating, I think you need to be very, very cautious <laughs> and, okay. you know, really get to know the person that you're with um, during the time period, um, even like before my son was done, um, I wasn't dating and I'm, I'm or in a relationship. Um, right. I, I had to be focused on my son and my daughter um and also i was trying to be focused with my careers because i like when you're focused and you build that relationship with god um the more you know it's when you have that that relationship with god like you have everything you need and he's gonna um he's gonna bring into your life what you need i'm living witness um um so dating it was kind of kind of just really out the window like i i and i actually i'll tell you this um i actually prayed to um i wanted to be peer uh single uh, for a certain amount of uh, a period a certain period of time right. yes uh-huh. and um and i asked god not to allow any type of feelings for another um you know right the uh, uh, mm-hmm. opposite sex right um until it was near you know, for me to, you know, have those feelings. Right. And, 
he did. <laughs> he did just that. So, <laughs> yeah, he did. Like, I, I literally asked God, I don't want to even have, want to have, you know, feelings or experience right. anything or, or open my heart up to, you know, to want to love or want right. to be with someone until it's, it's time. And I love that. I, when I say literally through these years, like, I could not, I didn't, I didn't have time, like, Mm-hmm. And I'm focused on trying to, you know, still make things happen with my careers and being yes. as focused with my son. Like that, that alone was a whole, you know, that was a job. The, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that that was a job alone. Like I, I couldn't focus. I, I could not let up and get my mind off of, you know, God's word. Right. But, um, you know, I couldn't let any, I, no distractions. Right. I couldn't have any distractions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love that. Um, do you think you said you, of course, you had to be so focused and and mm-hmm. I can see that in your journey. You you just stated that you couldn't allow for distractions. I know there was a point in my mm-hmm. life where I was going through something and I said that I had to protect my peace at all costs. So I can appreciate right. your journey. Can you explain a little bit more to the person who does, they're having that struggle of trusting God or allowing, you know, those dating distractions or any type of distraction for that, that, that matter. How important is that? I, I really want to talk about that. How important is that to stay focused and, and just allow God to nurture you? in your in your opinion, especially when it calls to it comes to dating. When when you allow God to do it and you're not trying to do it, mm-hmm. life is so much easier. Right. Which we all know. That's when if you trying to do this and do that and then it's it's not happening for you, mm-hmm. that's when the um anxiety and the panic attacks and yes. all that come in. Because like you're trying to control situations. You're you're trying to um you're right. it's like you're 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 when I put it this way, when you're when you move outside of God's will, uh-huh. it, it is tougher. And though He may allow some things to happen, um, it's it's really like lessons for you. So it, right. it's very important to stay, um, keep His keep God first, and just know, okay, um, God, if you and and pray about any move before you make make right. the move. Don't just make the move, then be like, oh, I should have did right. this or did that actually pray about the moves before you make them and um um seek god before um entering a relationship with anyone ask god to right. show you um show you what he needs to show you and show you clearly where you know right. it's him showing you like not where you have to guess like okay um <laughs> you know you have to guess if if, if that um Right. That sign was for you. Ask them to show you signs where you know, okay, that's the sign from God. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't need yes. to talk to this person. Show <laughs> yes. you the red, give you the red flags, and give, not only give you the good, good, but give you the bad, too. Yes, yes. I love that. Yeah. I love that, especially yeah. when you say that um, the, the negative signs, like, okay, mm-hmm. maybe I don't need to talk to that person. And that goes for any re- exactly. any relationship. And, and again, you know, we just have to stay prayerful. So God bless your family in more ways than um, uh, just the release of your son suffering at one point in your journey, right? And at that time in your lives, mm-hmm. he flooded you with a loving community. 
somebody, which we all wish because for a point, you know, you were having struggles with, um, you know, staff or, you know, not being ex- information, not being accessible mm. to you. Right. So, but there was, yeah. where God, <laughs> oh, yeah, where God, it was like a garden. He just, he just flooded you mm-hmm. with a loving community and with resource resources that were priceless. What was that time like in your life? And you can share a little bit of the negative side also about the, you know, the staff a little bit, if you like. Oh, God. I'm <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, it was like, um, I, I, literally, I feel like I was being attacked and I, I even went to the, a couple of different staff members and I, um, I mentioned, I was like, I'm coming to you because, um, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm being attacked because for mm-hmm. one, I was like, you know, I'm a black American single mother of two I'm already being stereotyped you know mm-hmm. from of my color and then I have two kids so right. you know you're already thinking one way of me but you know everyone is not you know right. everyone is not what you think um because of their color or them being a single mother and all of course and um, you can't put everyone under one column exactly <laughs> exactly um I am my own person, and so, like I said, I did go to the staff, and uh, I was asking them different type of questions, and um, why uh, I felt like I was being plotted against, <laughs> which right. I stated in my book. Um, of course. Because how, you know, the things I was hearing, and um, things people were verbally saying, and, you know, the actions that were being made, and I, right. I literally had to stay on my toes, um Right. I literally had to stay on my toes during one period, and it was after some people um, resigned, or you know, right. I don't know, they left the mm-hmm. um, the okay. hospital mm-hmm. for whatever reasons. Um, God was shipping them out, though. Right. Literally, it's like each person or whatever was, you know, that was going on. Um, <clears throat> I felt a weight being lifted. Right. Yeah. Right. I love that. Let's kind of talk about that for just a quick second. You said you felt a weight lifted. I think that sometimes when mm-hmm. we're going through adversity in lives or challenges, we don't look for the weight to be lifted. And therefore, we stay in it a little bit longer, just like the children of Israel's, for example. And right. you definitely had your set of challenges. So you needed all the support, as in any mother or father that's, that's you know, their child is going through something major, such as cancer. You need that positive support and so how did you when when God lifted that weight is you know it almost puts me in mind of a mother having a pregnant and she has that baby and as soon as that baby comes out that weight is lifted right so when you when that weight Mm -hmm. was lifted God he flooded you with this loving community I don't want to tell all the story I want you to be able to share Mm -hmm. but what what was that like you had two different communities one with rice and then one with Katie Tell tell us how that came uh-huh. about. <laughs> um, um <coughs> with with um Katie. Uh I call them my Katie family. Right. Um, I met them when we lived in Katie for a little while. Right. Um and they they took us in. They they mm-hmm. took us in with loving arms. Yes. Um, and I you know, shared my son's illness with them and you know, they they just saw, you know, my strength and then mm-hmm. I was still trying to you know uh, still achieve and not settle and 
like like I said in the book, I don't know, I don't know why they held on, but right. we still, you know, are friends and in con- contact to this day. They right. um they they were just calling me up, you know, or knock on the door and just to come get my kids because they right. wanted to hang with my kids. Right. <laughs> they wanted to hang with my right. kids, <laughs> and like the adults were um the adults would want to you know take. You know, invite me over to drink right. coffee and all of that. So that's awesome. you know just to, mm-hmm. so I can get a breath of fresh air you of know, course. out of the situation. And mm-hmm. um, when my son was going through his, um, what did he have? Um, uh, it wasn't bone He he had his um, radiation, his radiation treatment, mm-hmm. and they were there. They helped babysit my daughter because uh, when I say the schedule was intense, like we literally had to be at the hospital every day. Right, right. So he can have his radiation treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, and they saw that that was going to be a lot on me. And they, they babysit um, my daughter for a couple of days. And um, and then after, you know, a few days and then, you know, I kind of decided I was like, she probably needs to go back to Mississippi, right? Um, to stay with my parents, you know, and at least until that part was over. Because when I say it was intense, like it was intense. I'm talking about early morning, right? Type of intense, like yeah. Right. And she and she's young, so I'm like, oh yeah, that <laughs> right. <laughs> if right. I, if you have a little, if you have a little family and people that's there for you, you know, don't be ashamed to <laughs> right. <laughs> like you was that, you know, if people are there, people bring your others into your life for a reason so. i love that no i love that yeah. and and you can say that again if you want that people if you have yeah. a little because sometimes we do forget we take for granted that we have family and we overlook right. the little things or the little blessings and for you you were blessed because you god gave you a, a couple of extra families and and i'm so thankful exactly. to have it yeah extended, <laughs> yeah, extended <laughs> family and you're still like you're saying you're still mm-hmm. family members basically even after you know you've moved on so that's amazing so what was the hardest thing right. for you in writing your book and telling your journey the hardest thing was I actually uh, when I got the inspiration to write my book mm-hmm. I knew that in order for me to write it I had to relive it come on every yes, come on girl every second detail and I literally and I'm not, I'm saying, I, I not only relived it mentally, like, yes. I had, <laughs> yes. but it's, it's kind of funny, but now it's mm-hmm. kind of funny. I, yeah, yeah. I had to, I had to go through a couple different actions as well. Like I had to, <laughs> like, like right. I had to yeah, I had to relive it. Right. And in yeah. reliving and it, I, what I were some of the best, like, I, yes. Yeah. What was some of the, some of your hardest memories, even in reliving that? Going back hearing or sensing that feeling when I had when he was, you know, because my, my son was born completely healthy. Of and course. he got diagnosed when he was four. Right. And so having to, you know, you know, ask God to <clears throat> give me that feeling again, you know, mm-hmm. go back to that moment of that feeling, that feeling when I was in the ambulance and of course. Um, trying to hold back tears and of course you know one tear one tear rolling down at a time and i'm trying to hurry up and wipe them away right <laughs> and right. you know hearing them hearing the ambulance sirens right you know in my head and me looking back at him you know helpless like 
right. innocent right. in the in the back of the ambulance and the ICU experiences and even my my panic attacks, like me, you know, um, me having my panic attacks, you know, yes. and anxiety attacks, and me having to be rushed to the hospital, you know, because it, I mean, I'm, I'm, I was still working now, you know, right. I was right. working, I going to the gym, mm-hmm. the track, I was running the levee, and right. um, I was, I was still, you know, I was still doing my regular uh, routine, of and. Course. I was still having the panic attacks, like right. I just yeah. So and, and none of that was working, and I was like, I just felt that need of change. So, um, just having to go back to those areas in my life, and even with my children's dad, like um, right. <laughs> I had to go back and you know relive that and go through mm-hmm. different things that he may have said and done. Of course. And, um, feel feel those feelings that I I felt then. I love that to bring forth mm-hmm. what I needed to bring forth. You better and say I, it. I knew mm-hmm. I knew um, that I would have to sacrifice. I mean, it was kind of like it was a sacrifice, but obedience at the same time. So obedience, you know, in right. writing my book. So and yeah. Uh, I love that. I had to leave that thing. Yeah, I mean, I I love that your authenticity because when you're writing, you have to, you want your your reader, your audience to to be able to relive that with you. That's why we want to read the book, right? So that we can understand Mm -hmm. your journey. So there was a point where your son was about to endure another surgery, even after you guys had come so far. And in a short amount of time, you stay and and, and here Mm -hmm. you stated in your book, which I really loved as I looked Mm -hmm. up from finishing my prayer, she looked at me and told me to continue praying through this journey. She continues in telling you not to lose your faith, not to stop praying. Mm-hmm. What were you feeling at this point? And who was this um, she that I'm quoting <laughs> who was talking that, to you? Okay. And that at that part in the book, um, my son, that was right after his diagnosis. Right. But um, that night, his heart when I say his heart was mm-hmm. working so fast, like right. it was working a scary type of fast and they had to put him on oxygen and put him all on these other, um, uh, all these other machines. And, um, I put in the book, I, I said, this night had me on, um, alert and bending knees. Right, <laughs> and it really right. did. And mm-hmm. that's why I was down beside his bed and I was praying and I didn't, I didn't hear. It was a nurse who actually, Right. Um, said that to me. It was a nurse, and um, I didn't like I said I didn't know she had walked in the room. Of course. And um, I looked up and, and I said Amen. And as I was saying Amen, I saw her looking at me. Wow. And I just felt like it was an it was an like she was an angel. Yes. Like, you know mm-hmm. God sent her. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. you know God God speaks through people and will send people. Yeah. Um, he will to speak to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I, and the amazing thing, I, I didn't put it in my book. Um, she, and I, 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 I literally experienced this. She walked out the room. Mm-hmm. And as I, was, as I was standing up, I mm-hmm. walked to the door. Because I was trying to see which way. Because, I mean, I just had this feeling. I was trying to see which way she went. And right. I looked in the hallway. And I didn't see her. 
Isn't that something? You got me chills. I did not put that mm-hmm. in. I didn't put that in my book. I love that. I didn't put that in my book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love but that. But I, I, yeah. And that that has happened on um, more than one occasion. I love that. I I love that because a lot of us don't understand that that God will send us angels and and he Mm -hmm. tells us he tells us to be careful. And I'm going to find that scripture here in the middle because in a minute, because I think that that's really intricate. But we're going to move on in the conversation because I couldn't find it fast enough. But I'm going to come back to that. So share your journey uh, uh, just a little bit real quickly of you moving Mm -hmm. that transition from moving from Mississippi to Houston, because uh, initially if the audience w- was listening you were in you started out the journey in florida but now you've transitioned mm-hmm. to mississippi and now you're going back you're going to houston and having to find a new home for you and your children basically you're starting over again share a little bit about yes. your journey in that area okay after my son was diagnosed in mississippi you know we were going to we were in mississippi for about a year um right uh, yeah, about a year and a half, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it was just to the point, again, um, because everything, all this happened unexpectedly. Even with me getting sick, it wasn't, it was never my, um, going back to Mississippi was never a part of the plan. <laughs> of course, <laughs> so, of course. Um, but I I had no choice. Um, so, I, 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 like I said, I um, during that time, I, Back in Mississippi, I, I I started having those panic attacks, and right. and um, I started thinking a lot about um, what I had going on mm-hmm. um, when I left Georgia, because mm-hmm. Georgia is actually my second home, and I was actually in Georgia and went back to Mississippi right. to pick up a friend and her son who was going through something, and that's how we ended up in Florida. Right, um, but. Um, I, I, everything was moving before I left Georgia and I was starting to, you know, think about that a lot and right. was thinking about the things I was writing and, you know, praying about and wanting to do. Of course. And I felt like, it's like, I'm, I'm, I felt stuck and I was like, I needed to get out. Like it, it's more to life. It's more than I want to yes. do. I'm trying to accomplish this and yes. I want to do that. And I was like, I did not want, um, my son's cancer situation to confine or define who we are and what, yes. you know, who we are and what we are in our life. And so, um, and I, I didn't want, um, cancer to be right our final, you know, destination. Of course. And we are more than, we are more than this. God has more for yes. And, um, our, our life does not have to, our life does not have to stop. Like, Right. This is not our termination paper. Come this, on, that's what I put in the. That's what I put in the book. I was like, this is not our termination letter right here. Right. <laughs> so we I have, love that. We have to keep. We have to keep going. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned, I said not only, um, you know, I have to keep going, but I have to keep going. I have to keep going for myself, of course, and, and my children. Yes. Um, I put in there. I put. I put, I stated in the book. Um. If I fall, my children fall. Yes. So yes. I have to stay uplifted and continue going at all that. times. Mm-hmm. 
I yep. love that. Hebrews eleven three family, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so some people have entertained angels without knowing it. And and you instantly you when you were telling me the story of how when you walked back in the hallway to look at which way and she wasn't there anymore, that's that gave me that sense to, to share that scripture. So that's that's phenomenal. Now in mm-hmm. you've gone through a lot during this point. I want you to share about a minute on your son became a celebrated and 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 you didn't mention this earlier so you you also mm-hmm. got another team another family uh part of your team the rice family yeah. <laughs> and and he became yeah. an honorary aisle um i don't want to yeah. tell your part of that story but i want you to tell what was that like after experiencing so many trials and having sacrificed your passion to the to the to this of that that magnitude momentarily getting this this type of a blessing at a point, like I say, my, my, my kids, they don't have a father figure. So, right. you know, that's in the household. Right. And so that was, that's something I wanted my sons to have. Right. You know, um, even where, you know, it's enjoying sports as well. Right. Um, and so he, he gained a whole football team, over 100 plus, you know, big brothers. Right. And, um, I think they had what ten to fifteen coaches, and right. they called themselves his 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 pop his granddaddy. So wow. <laughs> he he regained a whole family, right? Um, and I mentioned that in my book. Um, and when he goes to you know the practices and everything, like they actually call each other family. Right. And when they do the count off, um, they say family on three, one, two, three, right. family, and they actually let him lead. You know, wow. you know, saying that that phrase and that means everything to me because I'm, I'm right. family oriented, of course. And so to to know and and actually, I want to put out there, um, they when he his second ICU experience, mm-hmm. wife, they they literally they only thing that they knew <laughs> at right. that point in time was a, a kid named Ziggy is going to become um have this ceremony right to become a part of the team they they never met him or anything right but they literally um came up to the hospital right when my son was in icu mm-hmm. the second time and to meet him some of the guys and take pictures with him and from then i was like you know what mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like this God is amazing. God is yes. real. Yes. You know, God is, you know, still, you know, in the blessing business. Like, he, no matter what other type of people that you meet in life, God is going to send his people. I love To that. be by your side. I love that. And we are forever family. And like they, um, like they said, um, he's welcome at Rush University. Um, whenever he gets ready, like we can literally go over there right now if we want to, and he's right through the door. Right. Yeah. Right. I love that. You know, what would be your final thought to the single mother or the single father that's going through adversity, whether it's and and no matter what it is, whether it's dealing with a child, a loved one, with a a life-threatening illness, or just in general? In one minute, can you sum up your synopsis of your story today? How would you encourage another person? I would encourage them by saying, even through to, even through the storm, maintain 
your faith. Uh, right. Trust God. Um, stay positive. Know that storms run out of rain. Know that the sun comes out behind the clouds. Right. Know that um, they there will be clear skies. Right. Um, know that um, the grass do grow again. Right, <laughs> right, right. No. Right. N- n- storms don't last always. Right. Just go, you have to go through to get to. Yes. That's what I say. You have to go through to get to. I love that. I love that, that you shared that. And I, especially the grass does come back and that the sun comes out of the cloud and to maintain our faith, our trust in God. I love it. You did such a phenomenal job and you can reassure. Let me reassure you, audience. This story is not over. This journey has just begun. Please join us again. Mm-hmm. We are going to have a part two to Philandra's story because it's just a wealth of knowledge that I want the audience. I think the audience will benefit from her story. So I am elated to have participated in the show today. I know that someone was touched by this wealth of knowledge. Thank you so much to the Savvy Speaks podcast guest, the other queen of the round table, Philandra Stovall, author of Even Through the Storm, A Mom's Face Amid Adversity. You who you can find out more about this queen, this powerhouse at www.imlisanobles.com. And as a bonus, please visit www.imlisanobles.com slash resource. Resources.html, where you can receive free podcast resources for downloading the show. And just know she does have a link. The link to her page will be on our show. Philandris, real quickly, what is, do you have the link to your website yet? Not yet. You can go like my Facebook page, which is Even Through the Storm. <laughs> awesome. Even Through the Storm, family. Mm-hmm. If you do not find that, go to my website. It is always there where you can receive, again, free resources and more information about this phenomenal book. I love you. I truly do. And thank you for downloading this show today. And um, remember, as I always say, my mantra, I always say you are a unique combination of experiences. Clothed in purpose, strength, and destiny. Have a great week, and I'll see you right here next time on the Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast. Bye-bye, and I love you for listening. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Ms. Lisa Nobles. Online at imlisanobles.com and on Facebook and Instagram at EWOFP. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review. And we'll catch you next time on Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast. Activate, motivate, inspire.